Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Channel F, the show where we pit your favorite Fanbyte staff members against one another in contests of skill and knowledge to win fabulous, definitely real prizes. I'm your host, Mary Kay, and let's get started. Our first game is called Roll Call. For 50 points, who's on this episode of the show and what are their job titles? Oh, John. Go ahead, John. Um, uh, head of head of media, John Warren. Um, yeah, that is me. Uh, we have senior manager, Andrew Steve Strom. Also correct. And yep. we also have uh, professional Aortia Wrangler, Dylan Skiffington. Aortia Wrangler, that's a new one. That's yeah. three for three. John coming in with an early lead on this wow. one. Uh, See, I, I have, mean, it's win it. John, it's just, yeah, that's like, it's just laser that's focus, you know? Um, yeah, so we do have John Warren, Steven Strom, and Dylan Skiffington. This is sort of like a... Have we have we had this configuration before? Because it, it it's sort of like the old, yeah, like the old, old fan with it is. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. This is the original crew. Remember this fan? Is, yeah, yeah. But yeah. but in February 2019, it was just the four of us. Yeah, that's just so, so weird. Cool. That's wild. That you didn't even. I don't even ago. think you planned it this way, Merritt. But it's. Very I exciting. I don't know if I did, but that's so funny to think that. Yeah, it's been three years since yeah. that faded day. That's weird, yeah. right? Number it's zero. been three years since you returned my email, and I went, "Holy shit!" Merritt wrote me back. I was like, <laughs> it's I been can't three years I'm since shocked. I had an ill-advised public meltdown about AT and T <laughs> destroying my job, uh, which then turned out to be okay. But in the, I, and now I wouldn't do that. Just I want you to know that if if AT and T said Merritt, your job doesn't exist anymore, I wouldn't post a public thing that said, "Well, I guess I need a new job." <laughs> Seems unlikely that AT and T would seems, do that. But. Seems unlikely yeah. that that AT and T would. Well, you know, well, I don't you know. Never know. You just never know. Who knows? Yeah. Don't they own Warner Brothers in this, now? in this economy? In this economy, who knows? Um, so we are recording this on Valentine's Day. It's not going to go up until the 16th, which is, I don't know, is that anything? It's not Valentine's Day. Yeah. Is is February? Because Time Dot is the site that we use to synchronize. Um, only tells you what today is. It doesn't tell you what what it is two days. What from it now. is two days. <laughs> <laughs> what is the time two What's days? What's the time now? two days? Okay, from no, now? no, no. Here, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Uh, February sixteenth is uh, the day of the shining star, which is Kim Jong Il's birthday. So oh. uh, we, we wish him the best. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's it. Is he the alive one? No, uh, no he is super, super, super dead. Okay. He's been dead yeah. for over a decade. But nonetheless, we wish them the best. It's also Restoration of Lithuania's Statehood Day. <clears throat> so, um, wow! Congratulations yeah. to Lithuania for restoring your statehood. Um, 
Sorry, Jordan posted other days uh, in the chat. Um, one's called Do a Grouch a Favor hey, these Day. These are fake days. These are not real licensed days. I don't know. Tim Tam Day sounds pretty good. Tim Tam Day, National Almond Day, Innovation Day. That's nothing. That's nope. Mm-mm. Happy Innovation Week, everybody. Bowl day, whatever that Do is. Do a Grouch a Favor Day was just invented to sell greeting cards. You know? Eliz- Elizabeth mm-hmm. per- Perotrovich Day. I love that movie about the water. Yeah, Sorry? is that the one where uh, Christoph Waltz shoots himself to death at the end? Sorry, no. what? No, I'm, I'm just, I was doing an Aaron Brockovich. Ah, uh, no, oh. she's uh, actually also an activist and was instrumental in the passing of Alaska's Anti Discrimination Act of 1945. So I'm glad wow. to know that you find that Way funny. I don't. I I think that's great, Merritt. Please don't cancel me. We're I supposed to have a quiet canceled. week. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Elizabeth, that your contributions are deeply, deeply felt today. That's right. She received a Google Doodle in December 30th, 2020. Holy Aaron Brockovich? No. Um, no. <laughs> no. Um, let's get out of this quagmire. We have um, to. And into another uh-huh. one. You all had these when you were a kid, but did you ever like see those? You know, you know how like when you were a kid, you, you'd get like these themed Valentines. Like you'd buy like a, a little cardboard box <laughs> of them yeah, at the, uh, the drugstore, and they were like, "Hey, friend, I sense in the force that you are my Valentine or something." Like just stuff like, you, like it's like Star Wars or like whatever. Yeah. I I absolutely do, and maybe I should hold off on saying this until I hear what the bit is because maybe this will. Uh, depend on it but i do you want to know what the one of those that i remember is please the stargate the live action movie valentines (laughs) that we bought when i was in elementary school now what did they say oh i should pull it up honestly that has to exist valentine i would enslave humanity for you i think there was one with there's like a big yak monster alien that like kisses daniel or something like that and there's one just like um i loved you like (laughs) it's just a picture of Uh this big yak monster licking whoever played that guy it's just like what if what if we kissed in front of uh space egypt Well, okay. I've looked Nintendo, up Stargate Valentine's. It's all SG one now. I'm sorry, <laughs> Nintendo has put out a range of these over the years, and uh, I definitely remember having some of them at some point. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, what I what I've done here is collect uh, a number of quotes from these Valentine's Day cards, these Nintendo themed Valentine's Day cards. Oh my god! Okay. And uh, what I want you to tell me is which Nintendo brand character is associated. With the quote on the card, okay. Um, which which Nintendo character is depicted on the card? You don't need to see it to guess this. Right. Most of them are going to be quite simple. Do we do we say our names first? Say your name to chime in. Okay. All right. Let's start off with an easy one. I'm bananas for friendship. John. Your name? Okay. Well, no, John did, did say well. Steven. Okay. okay Steven. That would be Donkey Kong. That is correct. That is Donkey Kong. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> Welcome to my kingdom of friendship. Steven? Go ahead. 
Princess Peach? That is correct. Yeah, Peach's got it. That's a real. That's a really fun one. That's, that's a like fun it one, is. right? Welcome. Well, it's like you get your hopes up. Welcome to my kingdom of friendship. Of friendship. You got friendship oh. kingdom, dude. <laughs> oh, friendship no. kingdom, dude. Bingo! Bye bye. You've already been living there for twenty years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I made you right. a platonic cake, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you jerk. Uh, friendship. Is, a lot of these are about friendship because they're for children. So. Right. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, yeah. Friendship. If children can't feel love. <laughs> uh, well, we don't oh like God. to talk about it. Uh, friendship is a sturdy castle. A friendship sturdy castle? Is a sturdy castle. castle. Steven. Go ahead. Super Mario Maker 2 Mario in a hard hat. I'm afraid not. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good guess, though. A sturdy castle. Friendship is a sturdy castle. Well, that one kind of gives now, away. What, huh? Now, what was that, though? That I don't was, know what that is. Uh, oh, really? That, I think that threw me off more. Well, that was uh, the character who just who came in and did that because it was so flawless that it was the guy who did it. John? I mean, I think I have a guess now. John? John, go ahead. Bowser? That's correct. <laughs> what the hmm. fuck... What is he known for? Friendship I mean, is a sturdy castle. I guess he Bowser go- from All right. Mario. All right, sure. I guess he breaks into castles, but he, he has his own castle too. But he they're like always. I was gonna say they're always called fortresses, though. Well, friendship yeah. is a sturdy fortress. Just doesn't have this. Yeah, that <laughs> was the first the draft, way. and they were like, you know what? Can we just go? I know it's a fortress canonically, but can we just use castle? And like it went all the way up to Miyamoto, and he was like, all right, just this one time. Fine. Eureka. I've discovered the perfect Valentine. Steven. Go ahead. Dr. E. Gad. Oh, close. I thought you were going to get it there, but no. Hmm. I should have known he didn't go. It's, 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 a bit, it's a bit of a trick one, kind of. Can you, can you repeat it? Eureka. I've discovered the perfect Valentine. Dylan. Oh, John, go ahead. Oh god! Uh, is is this too early for Doctor Mario? I no, don't... this is Doctor Mario. Yes. Wow, good. That is exactly what I was going to guess. Doing a good job. I love it when my endocrinologist tells me Eureka. I prescribed <laughs> you double the Spiro dosage. <laughs> I figured something out. <laughs> uh, no bones about it. I'm your Valentine. Oh, Steve, I'm John. Okay. Well, I. Steven. Dry bones. Correct. Good job. I think I think Steven was first. Okay. I last, felt like I was first, one. but there's also yeah. yeah. Uh last one. You took me by surprise. Be my Valentine pal. You took me by surprise. <laughs> Be my Valentine pal. Steven? Go ahead. Is that a boo? That's a boo. Wow. Wow. That is Nailed it. Booyah! <laughs> From fucking downtown. <laughs> the just half court shot on that one was beautiful. The surprise made me think it had to be a shy guy or yeah. a boo because he covers his eyes. He covers yeah. and goes, I thought it might be Peach again because she gets kidnapped a lot. You took me by surprise. <laughs> you took me physically out of my home by you surprise. Took me physically by surprise. <laughs> you snuck up behind me with a rag soaked in chloroform. Oh, God. 
Jesus. Bowser's chemical budget's crazy. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, so that was Mario Valentine's. That was our salute to Super Mario Valentine's Day. Wow. Um, did you ever have that thing in school where it was like some company was like, hey, uh, pay us money and your kids can fill out these matchmaking forms and then we'll tell them who their matches are in the school. What? What? No. No, no one, no one had this. No. I, had I, this. Wait, wait, do you mean like job-wise or do you mean like... No, 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 no. no. I mean like they're basically telling kids who they should, who they should who do. Who they should date. No, no, we never had that. We had, That's, we had like the, we had like the grams. Where the candy grams or like yeah, the... Yeah, like uh, grams and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that was, that was always like that. fun, huh? Yeah, that was, yeah. I, I loved sitting there uh, yeah. in class, wait, watching watching a couple people get a million of them, a couple people get a couple, and then me just sitting there going like, "Well, I guess no one thinks about me ever." Yeah, that was fun every day. Well, you go, you go, Glen Coco. Well, it, I mean, it, on the bright side, John, most of those people are probably miserable now. So, I mean, probably. Yeah, I, I saw mean, a few. Listen, I saw a few of them in my tenure. Yeah, I saw a few of them at my tenure year reunion. Let's just say. My hair's looking pretty good. <laughs> nice. It does sound uh, still better than the weird eugenics experiment that you and Jordan underwent, Merritt. Yeah, that sounds terrible. <laughs> it's like the OK Cupid before OK Cupid, but in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it would tell you to date someone who you would never in a million years date. I hate children. We're going to decide which of you should kiss. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, adults are going to decide which of you will kiss. Social science experiments. <laughs> on. Did did you did you get paired with someone and did uh, y'all I hit it off? It, well, I mean, all it just the thing is like I don't remember if because I think it might have been like oh this person is like good for you, but then I don't think it was like okay keep it where it computed like a percentage match. I think it was just like you will like this person, but not this person will like you. Oh, okay, which oh. Merit, 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 look to your left. Uh huh. You're still married to that person that uh, that they set you up with. <laughs> it's still married to Fancy Puppet. Um, well, let's move on to a segment called Staff Picks. But first, we're going to take a short little break. We'll be back right after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Staff Picks, the segment of the show where we talk about the games that we've been playing. And if you talk about Vampire Survivors, you lose a thousand points. Uh, that is for you, John. You can talk about it. I don't no, know. I'm, I'm not. I've got another one. I know. I mean, please, please talk about it. Um, I've been playing Final Fantasy VI. I don't usually do this segment, Ooh. but um, I just want to say that it's it seems to be a pretty fun game so far. Yeah, I heard about this one. Uh, came out uh, about fifty years ago. Yeah, and um, 
I, I love jokes like that because it's closer to 50 than it's, it's closer not. closer to 50 than not. <laughs> at this point. Yeah, it did come out 30 years ago. Uh-huh. Like, actually 30 years ago. Uh-huh. So, um, that's fun to think about. Yeah. Uh, don't how, think how about do that. Like how do you, I how like it. How do you like it? I like it a fair bunch. Um, yeah. I just got to the point where you get the man who punches. Mm-hmm. And uh, he... Um, he can do like Street Fighter combos and stuff, he which can, is cool. Yeah, uh, and there doesn't seem to be any limit on that. So he just seems to mm-hmm. be yep. just the strongest guy. The wait limit is the ATV what, bar. Yeah, yeah. Wait till you see what he can suplex. It's pretty cool. Oh, I've heard he can suplex a train. He can. Yep. Uh, so I'm looking exciting. forward to suplexing a train. But are you, are you playing the Pixel Remaster, or are you playing like I'm GBA? playing the Super Nintendo Entertainment System? Oh, you're playing Final wow. Fantasy three. Technically, I'm playing Final Fantasy three. Wow. Yeah. It's Very the third cool. one. How did you like that opening with the Magitek in the? The, you know, the snow or whatever. That was cool. I have a really weird memory of seeing that on the Sega Genesis when I was a kid, but that must yeah. be a false memory because that just didn't happen. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> that's the only part of that game that I recognize at all because, like, I feel like I was at a friend's house and saw the opening part of that game and was just like, what? Like, what is what is this? What's happening? Um, but yeah, it's pretty wild. It, uh, I like how Kafka goes, whoop, 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 whoop. Oh, yeah. He's in Final Fantasy XIV, and they just, like, take that exact sample. They don't, like, do anything to it. They just make him do That's that so voice good. again. But it's, That's like, a good. super realistic <laughs> Kefka. I, I didn't know that. That's great. Yeah, that's great. That. I also like how your guys always look like little Playmobil people, even when you're in battle. But then the yeah. enemies are all, like, huge, elaborate dragons. Uh-huh. Even if they're just dudes, they're, like, three times taller than you. And these, like, beautiful Amano paintings... And uh-huh. you're just these little like gremlins, like. Meep, 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 meep. Oh, so when Final Fantasy VI does it, it's an instant classic. But Octopath Traveler does it, and everybody <laughs> says it looks creepy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, John, what are you? What are you playing? I am playing the Triangle Strategy demo. Speaking of Octopath Traveler, <laughs> hmm. uh, um, and how's that going? Uh, it's it's cool. I I really like that this team does these BP demos, and this one specifically, you can play through, I believe it's chapter three, which is a, a few hours of content, and you can get your crews up to level five. It's a it's a tactics-based, turn-based RPG. Um, and it the the demo, if you download it, it's free. Um, you can carry over your save to the actual game when it comes out, which is, I, I think, very cool. Uh, so instead of having to you know play all that shit over again, uh, you don't have to do that. And you know what? That's really good news because... I don't think the beginning of this game is particularly good. Mm. I think it's I think it is very very slow. It is there's way too much dialogue and the uh the voice acting is terrible. Um Oh, there's voice acting. Yeah, it is all totally voiced. Oh boy. It is it is a game that has I I won't say a disco elysium level of of voice acting in it, but so far a lot is voiced. Yeah. Um, and the performances are very flat and I, uh, no shade to the voice actors who do that. I get the sense that the writing and direction is not particularly strong in that group. Um, but there's like a lot, like in two hours, I played, I think two tactics battles. Oh, wow. Oh yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's bad. That's bad. Triangle pace. strategy. Yeah. Now. 
I did some menu diving. I did some exploration on one of the screens, and and that took some time. But like, that's pretty bad. That's not like a that's not a great pace uh, to set. And uh, most people who have written up little previews or talked about it online, like all, kind of believe that it's going to have this kind of slow burn beginning, but then kind of dump you into more and more battles. And I hope that's true. Um, yeah. There, there is some, if you've played Fire, um, Final Fantasy Tactics or uh, one of the Fire Emblem strategy <clears throat> games, like this is pretty familiar territory, just grid-based, uh, position-based tactics games, um, tactical battles. You have to, you know, you have to think about positioning and height and, um, you know, critical hits from behind. Like you have to be really smart about, you know, maneuvering around this grid, which is fun. And that seems really um, well-conceived and familiar for folks that want to play a Final Fantasy Tactics game. Um, but it's just a shame that the demo doesn't, I think, thrust you into more of that faster. They give you a ton of exposition and uh, introduce a million characters within the first, you know, uh, 15 minutes. And most of them are pretty uninteresting. I actually wanted to ask because I've been playing War of the Lions over the last weekend. And yeah. is is this a situation where you make your own unique units and stuff? Or does it just give you Fire Emblem style, a bunch of like kids to throw at the battlefield or something? I, I think it's going to actually be a combination of the two. I've not mm. gotten to uh, I've not gotten to a place where you can create your own units, but it seems like they're going to get to that point. Um, okay. But they are also introducing a ton of unique characters. Yes. And do they do they all have like different classes that you can yeah, pick? They have, okay. they have different classes. They you don't pick them. They they just come with just their come. own classes. And mm. you know, just like Fire Emblem, you you basically level up with their strengths, right? So if you have a healer, um, you know, you're going to actually get more experience and grow faster if you heal on the battlefield a lot. And, um, you know, positioning is cool. Like, you can flank an enemy, surround them, and then if you hit someone, your your companion hits them uh, automatically. So there's a little bit of, like, you know, do you get aggressive and try to surround an enemy uh, to get these, like, double critical hits on them? Or do you play it safe to make sure that, you know, you're not... Uh, in danger of dying or whatever. So it it the tactics itself, I really enjoyed. And the, the those moment to moment battles, like that that stuff is really exciting. Um, the again, can't stress this enough. The problem is that you don't do enough <laughs> of that um, in the early going. So I don't know. Um, there there seems like there will be some relationship building stuff. Like the main character, uh, Sarah Noah. Um, can basically do branching path dialogue stuff and it affects the way other characters feel about him, but um, it's yet to be seen like how impactful that stuff is. What is the story that they're talking about this whole time? Is there a high-level version? It's Yeah, I mean, a high-level version is that they're basically three kingdoms, and that's why it's called Triangle Strategy, because they're positioned perfectly in a triangle on the map. And, a strategy game with three uh, kingdoms. And you bl- I know, it's never been done uh. before. Um, and basically, each kingdom controls one resource. And so, the na- even the narrator at the beginning of the game is like, 
These three kingdoms each control oh one precious resource. <laughs> Naturally, <laughs> battles have raged for centuries over the blah, 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 blah. And so you like come into this at a time of peace, but you know shit's about to go down. Like right. one of the one of the kingdoms is highly religious and controls all the salt in the realm. And <laughs> Yeah, all I know. Salt is the funny. I just if they were gonna all be fantasy resources, like they, no. they have ceruleum and no, they have like, magic beans. It's like iron in the dirt, and then it's like it's salt in this <laughs> lake, in this in this religious kingdom's lake. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, it's like you're you're the main character. You're about to get married to like the uh, princess of like a militaristic kingdom. Um, as like basically a marriage of convenience as like a peace offering between those two kingdoms and the shit basically jumps off from there. I mean, oh, right. they're, they're setting up something that I think could be interesting, but the way it's delivered is like so flat. It's, it's kind of disappointing. Yeah. And I mean, I, I will say even as someone who has not played a ton of tactics games, even after yeah. fire move, I'm like, I'm good on the whole three kingdoms that are at peace about to go to I war. Like every yeah, game is that now. Yeah, it could be it could be a lot of different stuff, but they yeah, these tactics writers, they kind of go to the same well. It's your Protoss Zerg Terran Triumvirate. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. How come like every game so far this year has just like so so much text. So it much doesn't text. stop. Yeah. Like they'll say that for Vampire Survivors, not a lot of text in that one. No, yeah, not a lot. Also, of text yeah, in I just want to be done. clear. I don't have any problem with that game. I just everyone is talking about it in our Slack all the time. Oh, I know. I'm just playing it during our meeting. It's end up meeting today. Well, they, they just did an update and they, they yeah. give you a, uh, an evolved lightning okay. ring now, and right. that's very fun. Yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, um, so many yeah. words. Just like, hey, um, just let me do the thing. Like at least Final Fantasy VI, you know that new release. Um, uh-huh. starts with like a little bit of words, but then you're just fighting dogs and stuff with your big robots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I setting up a, setting up a tactics game in peacetime makes no, like just, just, it doesn't make sense. Skip to the part like, where skip the, to the part cool where stuff is happening. Please. Like you could skip the part where we see the betrayal. Like you'd skip that. Yeah, just, just like that's a, we that's know a, what's coming. a million know years ago, coming. a man did a crime, mm-hmm. and now everyone's been at war forever. Yeah, and uh, step into the shoes <laughs> of the kingdom, sir. Right. It's honestly one of the coolest things. I love the setup for War of the Lions because it's like <laughs> that game takes place. Uh, that that game starts after another war has just ended because everybody right. else and everybody's coming home and is all like tired and beat to shit. And they're like, well, we're going to start a war at home. We're going to start a civil war because y'all sent us out to die and we lost. So yeah. we're pissed at you now. That's such a good setup. It's a good setup. Anyway, I, I don't, I don't get starting a tactics game in peacetime. I, I really don't like, I, it's weird. Like you're making more work for yourself. You're, yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's both. Yeah, it is both making too much work for yourself and also being unimaginative about like how you can explain to us the player that a war has happened. You know how common war is, folks? Like <laughs> like I don't think like you don't need to I that's a bummer, but it's like you don't need to explain how this starts necessarily. You can just start it and like, then we can see these players in in Medius Rest. It's like I don't know. 
It sounds like it starts with a reason for everybody to be at war already, and then it had to drum up a reason yeah. for them to be at peace. That's, a, that's the fucking queen. That's the fucking wild thing. It's like the narrator <laughs> is just like, naturally, this place is crazy with war. And it's like, but right now they're at peace. And I'm like, well, you fuck. guys heard like, about this war stuff? <laughs> Ricky Hetty stuff, isn't um, it? Well, that's bad news. Happened. That- Bad news. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's ultimately, fun. it just adds more dialogue before the actual game starts, which is yeah. not right. helpful. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's Project Triangle strategy, not Project Triangle peace time. Yakety. Yakety. Yeah. Ooh, Next. Triangle Yakety is funny. That's good. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'm i looking forward to the full release, I guess, because I, I just, I do like these tactical turn-based games, but mm-hmm. oof, it's just it not, a, I don't think it's a great first impression. Yeah. So, is this just like an engine they have now? Like the... Yeah. It must be. Because this is what the... What was the first one? Octopath Traveler. Octopath Traveler. That's what, it's what Live Alive looks like. Too. And Live Alive yeah. looks like this too. And yeah. this, I, presumably, so does the Final Fantasy or the Dragon Quest Oh, yeah, that's right. And and folks, I'm on the record. I think the style looks like shit. (laughs) I I don't think this game is changing my mind about that. The thing is, ironically, I think it actually works for... If you're trying to evoke Final Fantasy Tactics, and which is a thing that in yes. all subsequent re-releases that they've done is always presented as like somebody reading a book and like yeah. presenting uh, it as yeah. a stage play. Yeah. Like it, lo- it works because it, it looks makes a like a stage. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. <laughs> if it's just like, here's what the world looks like, it's like... Uh. Right, yeah. Okay, Jordan in the chat asks a question. <laughs> Well, uh, will a game released on this engine ever have a normal name? Uh, live Alive is probably in, Live Alive is uh, it's pretty weird actually because they spell we, it Live uh, Live. That's an extremely weird name. Yeah. Hey, but that that old name that's a weird name from thirty years ago though. That's yeah. true. They get a pass. Like, I feel like I don't know about you all, but I thought Project Triangle Strategy was just like a placeholder name. It was originally. It was. Yeah. They dropped the project part of it because like all of these games, it's like God of War Ragnarok, where that game was never called Rog- God of War Ragnarok publicly, but they said Ragnarok is coming and everybody ca- started calling it God of War Ragnarok. And eventually the public creates enough of uh, PR and marketing blitz for you that you kind of be like, well, we can't change it now. Yeah. I don't think that was the case here where the public is just clamoring for more triangle strategy, but you know, no, no shade to the game. Cause it sounds like it's some good stuff going for it, but I mean, let's predict it. I think the next project for this will be like, uh, hexagon, uh, or like, like hex, hex battle or something like mm-hmm, that project. Mm-hmm. Cause it's all shapes, octo triangle, dad, dad, what? Triangle Dad? Octodad. Octodad. Triangle Dad. Octodad. Wow, what if they made Octodad? Anyway. What if Octodad was a tactics game? Okay. Okay. Um, no, that's... Sorry. Okay, never mind then. No, I'll not, throw that one away. I thought about it. I, I processed that for a while, and then I realized, like, it's not... Um, you can't do that. Uh, but, Stephen, what are you playing? I have been playing a bunch of things, Merit, but I think the big one that people probably care the most about is the thing called Horizon Forbidden West. Y'all heard of this? Yeah. Uh, You've been playing that too, right, Dylan? Yeah, I've I've not played a ton. I've played like 10 hours. Um, 
<laughs> that's yeah, that's a pretty good amount. <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't feel like a lot with that game. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Literally in our Slack five minutes ago, uh, Funke asked Mike how long it took him to beat the game, and he said 75 hours. Now, in fairness, Mike is an open-world game pervert. I've known Mike for a very long time, and he's always been that way. This is the guy who sits around beating Assassin's Creed Valhalla and playing all the DLC back-to-back, so... Take wow. that with a grain of salt. I've seen other people say more like 35 if they just did like a little bit of side quests and stuff. But the game is jam-packed with side quest stuff. And I'm just pulling up the uh, embargo here while I play for time to make sure that I don't say anything I'm not supposed to say because the game is oh, not yeah. technically out. Yeah, uh, no, but I, I'm I'm just like him though because I'll do the yeah. same thing. Where like if, if I get to a new area and they give me side quests, I'll do all the side quests before I could go do the next main quest, which is why I don't get very far. Right, yeah. On this game specifically, well, so to set this up, if people don't remember, they probably, if you're listening to this podcast, you know what Horizon Zero Dawn was, but it was an open world game on the PlayStation 4 by Guerrilla Games, makers of Killzone, the Halo Killer, and after killing Halo, they decided, let's kill Monster Hunter and Assassin's Creed. So they put those two together into one game called Horizon Zero Dawn, a name that didn't make any sense unless you played it, and I won't spoil that before Jordan... You get in the chat telling me don't spoil it, Jordan, literally, before I finish talking. Thank you. Um, But it is a world that, for some reason, is covered in, like, people who have, um, like, 2,000 years ago technology. I don't know. Like, Bronze Age technology is the kind of the biggest level of technology they have in that game. There's a whole kingdom of, of bronze. Uh, the Sundom is what it's called. And there are a bunch of robot dinosaurs and bears and antelope and snakes and alligators and birds wandering around for reasons unknown. <clears throat> and then you do a bunch of stuff in Horizon 1. Horizon 2, now a red fungus is going all over the place and killing everything. So Aloy, the main character from the first game, is like, I gotta go west. I gotta go figure this stuff out. Something bad's happening. But the solution is out west. Lance Reddick is there. He was your buddy in the first game, but then he disappeared. So she is hunting him down, trying to find the answers, because she thinks he might have some of the answers she needs to stop this evil red fungus that poisons the land. The blight, I believe they call it. And you go out there. Other than that story setup, which is all I'm allowed to talk about with the story, John knows some of the where the story goes because I told him. Yeah, but I can't talk about any of that stuff according to this uh, embargo. Other than that, it is mostly Horizon Zero Dawn again. You have a bow, and you do most of your best work with a bow. You shoot the dinosaurs with a bow in their big flame sacks and their laser beaks. And their saw blades and stuff. And then those parts fall off and you loot them. Sort of Monster Hunter-like, but open world, much more open world and kind of easier. I actually cranked the game up to hard because it was a little bit too easy for me. Healing items and crafting items to make more arrows and different kinds of uh, ammunition for your different weapons in the game. Like a trip caster, they call it, which is uh, like a trip mine slingshot. Uh, They just like, put that stuff everywhere. The materials that you need to heal and do all that stuff is every damn place. You've got a massive, massive skill tree so you can do a lot of stuff like hit a bunch of guys with like three light attacks and then you can follow up with a heavy attack and they will explode and that will knock off their armor and leave their weak points exposed. You can slow down time to shoot those weak points afterwards. A lot of stuff like that going on. And I think the story is not very good. (laughs) The story that you cannot talk about? The story I mostly can't talk about. 
Are you telling me that Horizon Zero Dawn, a game that I would say almost more than any game in the past 20 years, had a very tight and uh, nice story that got wrapped up in a bow and could have ended, and then instead they decided to make a sequel out of it? You're telling me that the sequel is not as good with the story. Yes. <laughs> I'm shocked. This is shocking. Yeah, like famously Horizon. Actually, I, yeah, like like a lot of people, I think the first Horizon actually has a really, really great story. The, yeah. the reveal for why the world is the way it is is actually really affecting and, and interesting. Yeah. And also famously, the thing that a lot of people did not like is they did the Marvel Cinematic Universe after credit stinger. Lance Reddick uh-huh. shows up and he's like, well, now we've got to find these guys. Yeah. And then he walks yeah. off into yeah. the distance. <laughs> and then uh the second game is a lot of it is you going and finding those guys uh or things or whatever um you don't actually know uh at the beginning of the game what you're looking for but um yeah, I think it's just uh, yeah Aloy uh-huh. oh sorry, sorry Dylan go ahead no I was just gonna say like uh, my biggest complaint like you said with it so far is just the fact that it's literally just like it's been six months like you just you literally after you finish the first game Aloy just went off to do the next thing like there's literally no time that between, night, nothing has changed according to the characters in the game she left the same night the game ended damn uh yeah, yeah other than that red red goose showing up like very very little has changed except Aloy is Aloy was always kind of like really abrasive, which made sense in the first game because the whole idea was that she was this outsider character who was looking for acceptance. Um, Everybody thought she was like a cursed being because she didn't have a family and nobody knew where she came from um, for weird reasons that get explained in that story. And she was raised by this sort of adoptive father who raised her outside of the main village that she is from in the outskirts. Um, And so she's like, you know, the large chunk of that first game is you playing as Aloy as like a 12-year-old getting bullied and rocks thrown at her and stuff like that because everybody hates her. And then a large chunk of that game is also like her rising up to kind of like defend them regardless of how she's been treated. And then in this game, they kind of like completely... Like, like it makes it would make sense in the first game that she was kind of abrasive and didn't have a lot of like social graces. But in this game, it's like she just completely like they've gone and cranked that dial up to fifteen, and it's just like she has zero empathy for any other person. It's not like she is awkward. It's like she's just a huge asshole to everybody she meets. Like very specifically, I tweeted about this earlier today. But there's a quest that you can do very early on where you run into this lady who is like, "Hey, go climb these towers for me and go get these items that I need." And it's like a collectible that you can get throughout the entire game, and unlocks different things. You know, it's an open world game type of objective. But because it's all tied into this dialogue system, you have all these like questions you can ask her and all these things you can say, Mass Effect style. And every single one of them is just Aloy saying, "Oh, so you're a fucking thief, then, huh?" Oh, you, you're going around these towers stealing these very valuable items from these people who put these towers up. You're stealing these <laughs> items? And then at the end of the dialogue, she's like, oh, by the way, I got six of those already. Because uh, <laughs> I've been wandering around this town, stealing. like all these towers, stealing these things. Yeah. Where like uh, where I've been on these towers and Aloy's like, oh, this looks useful. And snatch. And then she like in that <laughs> exchange is like, oh, by the way, I already found a bunch of these for you it's like what are you doing wow. why are you saying like calling her a thief when you've been doing the same thing and it's totally fine when you do it me th- I mean me thinks aloy protests too much it's so, weird okay wait so so hold on let me let me just let me just figure this out yeah so we're dealing with a sequel um to a popular 
a popular title in which a character is just like really rude and like shitty and uh the world is threatened by some kind of like red goo or slime mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so put it in the toaster it starts dancing we're basically dealing with a ghostbusters 2 situation it's basically a ghostbusters 2 situation yeah <laughs> Yeah, Lance Lance Reddick plays Vigo in the Carpathian. <laughs> yeah, Peter McNichols there. <laughs> Imagine if Peter McNichol was in in this game. It was like, oh, that'd be hey, great. Um, you know, he's actually he was in a fantasy movie back in the seventies or eighties uh, called like Dragon something. Oh, Dragonheart. Uh, yeah, dra- yep, yep, Dragonheart. Awesome. Dragon Slayer. Dragon Slayer. He's the protagonist. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) It's from 1981. Uh, Well, uh, Dylan, how about you? What are you playing? What do you have to? I know you've been really busy Uh, with guides because so much stuff is coming out in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it's a a bit hellish. Uh, But no, I I guess I recently beat a game called uh, Call of the Sea. Oh. It's like a... It's like a, a, a short-ish, like six-hour game. It's mostly one of them. It's one of them walking puzzle games, essentially. Um, walking, a walking simulator, if you will. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's beautiful. It's very very yeah. gorgeous game. Um, but yeah, you basically play this this woman in like the 1920s or something, um, who's got like weird splotches on her hand. Like that's one of the first things she's like, yeah, I got weird splotches on my hands. That's not how she says it, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Um, <laughs> apparently she has like a, a disease that's like slowly killing her or whatever. And so her husband sets off on this adventure to try to find a cure. And apparently the cure is, uh, some Island in the Pacific where he has to go to like these Pacific Islanders and be like, Hey, can you bring me to this Island? But apparently like the Island is like cursed in their culture. So he has to like hire people from the Island to bring him to it. And basically, it's one of those things where it's been like, I don't know how long, six months, a year. And uh, you never heard back from your husband. So you're like going there yourself to to like find out what happened and and, and discover, you know, what went down or whatever. And um, you're, so you're basically just exploring and solving puzzles and uh, figuring out what the heck is going on. Because there's all these like rumors about people going to the island and disappearing or dying or being like horribly killed or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's like this, this, it's this weird, like puzzle, you have a notebook that you bring with you all the time and the character like jots down various things that are useful in the, the, the wild puzzles that they do. Um, and then it gets into some weird stuff with like goo and, and hallucinations and uh, and a bunch of strange, strange shit. Another goo situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's another, you have like these weird vivid dreams where you're like a mer person with like right. white fingers um, this is what i remember from the trailer of that game is that there was some like shape of water stuff going on uh yeah yeah definitely that um but it, it's just like this weird thing where you're basically finding notebooks from your husband um who for some reason the entire game you keep calling your husband my old pal what um, <laughs> okay. I mean, it's the 1920s what? But oh yeah like, yeah like in the 20s oh, they used to pal. say that yeah, where are you, my old pal? Hi, buddy. I'm worried about you. <laughs> what? 
That's I don't understand. It, it's also extremely weird because, like, like I said, it's the 1920s. But I think this, the developers were trying to be good about it. But again, it's the 1920s, so like they try to be good about diversity, but also they have to point out that like people don't trust black people in this world and like mm. stuff like that. It's it's weird. Oh. Um, but yeah, it, you're just like finding notebooks uh, a whole bunch of times, which like give you clues about like, like what they've discovered. Um, and along the way, you're kind of discovering things about yourself because, you know, he's there for a cure for you. And you're kind, you're also kind of like putting the pieces together as you go along and figure out what's actually happening. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a fun little game. And it's it's like ultimately. It's one of those where I don't, I don't know if that's necessary. So I want I to talk about it because I don't know if it's, a, it's I don't really consider it a spoiler, hmm. um, but it, it's. Yeah, it's it's a fun game to walk around with. My biggest complaint with it by far is it's too easy to miss one thing and mm, not be able yeah. to solve a puzzle. Uh, is, like, do you have like an one inventory? Point. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, it, you you just have your notebook with clues, right? Like like as you discover things, she'll write them down, but you have to interact with the object to write it down. Mm. Oh. But it's like one of those. It's one of those things where even if you know how to solve the puzzle, unless you found oh, the clue that tells okay, her yeah. how to solve the puzzle, you can't ah, solve the puzzle. That's yeah. frustrating. It's like when I go into a cave in Skyrim and pick the bones clean of a cave, and then I go to the town, and it's like, I left my sword in the cave, and then I go back in there, and now the sword's in there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, like there was a moment where I got I got to a beach, there's a camp off to a left and straight ahead was like this giant door, which clearly you're supposed to go to. So I went to the camp to the left, then went through the door to try to solve the puzzle. And I spent like 15, 20 minutes trying to solve it. Like I couldn't interact with it. Like there were, there were a bunch of stones that you could like press, but pressing it was doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And then I looked it up and it was like, oh no, you have to go back outside. And over by the water on the right, you have to read this note, which gives you a hint about how to interact with these things. Huh. And then you can interact with them. And I was just like, eh, there's, there's a bunch that. of that. Yeah, it happened to me like two or three times throughout the game, which is two to three times too much, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, but it but it was fun. It's enjoyable. It's beautiful to look at. What's it called again? Call of the Sea. Call of the Sea. Yeah. Call of the Sea. Yeah. And this one came out last year. I think so. Last year, year before. I think it was last two. year. I think it, they they emailed us uh, about 2020, it. Twenty twenty end of twenty twenty for Windows and Xbox. Twenty twenty one for PlayStation. I think it's on Her. Game Pass too. I remember yes, this trailer. I remember this trailer, and it just kind of came and went, and I didn't think about it. But that's interesting. It's hmm. uh, well, I was gonna say it's it's developed by Out of the Blue. I don't know who they are, but it was published by Raw Fury, oh. who uh, yeah, published all kinds of stuff lately. They published Sable last year, uh, oh, as yeah. well as Townscaper and Backbone. Those are all good games. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They they know how to pick them. They do. They seem to. Well, uh, great range there of of uh, of titles, uh, Dylan. I'm glad you you're getting to play something that isn't uh, Destiny or uh, one of the other games that you're covering. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> you sound don't sound so happy about it, <laughs> Dylan. Just staring at the release schedule for the next two weeks, uh-huh. like yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I'm really happy with yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, well, let's take your mind off it with uh, another game.
I was going through an old GamePro magazine the other day, and uh, I was thinking about how completely deranged the ads in 90s gaming magazines were. And this is, these are all from one particular issue of GamePro from 1994 Mm. that I used to own. And now I just, I think a few years ago, I just found like a a PDF of it because I, I remember going through that magazine like over and over and over again because it was just so big and, you know, I didn't have the internet. It was like, yeah. That was my only source of information. Oh, yeah, for sure. This mm-hmm. one issue of GamePro that I got while in Buffalo, while my family was on vacation in Buffalo, New York. And uh, this is from uh, 1994, holiday season. And wow, there are some ads in this magazine. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to read you a magazine ad. And I would like you to tell me what you think it's for. I will uh, give you a hint sometimes. Um, whether it's some of these are going to be ads for games, some will be ads for peripherals, uh, some maybe even be ads for consoles. And uh, so, 1994, uh, we're still in Sega, Nintendo territory. PlayStation's yeah. not out yet, I don't think. Um, and I have to try yet. to stretch my knowledge here, as I was one oh. when this issue came out. Well. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't realize that. I thought no, it's I'm, right. I'm, I'm cracking my knuckles. I'm like, my yeah, time Donis is Yeah, is ready to go. Yeah. All right. And uh, Jordan, if we could get some like cool, epic, like uh, TV ad guitar in the background on some of these, that would be, that would be cool. All right. This first one is for a game and it's a sequel to a game. So big, only Mad Men fanatics and 15 year olds will finish a whole new way of playing run and jump five huge worlds 30 levels one or two players jump from world to world play easy tough or near impossible bring a sleeping bag blank he's way too cool to just run and jump blank being the name of the uh the character uh john john go ahead duke nukem uh, not. Famous for his running and jumping. <laughs> I mean, well, the side-scrolling side one. He had a side-scroll. Oh, right. So this would have been... Of, uh, like, mascots run around and jump and are <sighs> epic and cool. Damn, Steven. Go ahead. Ristar. Uh, less cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, less cool than Ristar. Or more more faux cool. Steven? Dylan, you want to take a stab okay. at it? I, I don't, I don't even know. Like my, my, my brain was Mario? only, uh, my, my brain is only sending me Mario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Mario. Yeah, it's Mario too. Uh, this is an ad for Bubsy 2. Oh, oh fuck. Bubsy. Oh, Bubsy. He's way too cool to just run and jump. He also Shit. glides, I guess. Um, yeah, he, he does. That one was kind of weird. These the, the the rest of them are a little more specific. All right. Okay, this one is for uh, a game. Plug in, lock on, break out. Only Sega's got it. Break out feels like it's the key there. Plug to in, me. lock on, break out. Steven? Mm-hmm. Exo Squad. 
<laughs> uh, I think that's the first time that game's name has been spoken in um, like 20 years. Uh, no. That's- uh, John? John. Vector Man? No, I'm afraid not. Ah. Dylan? What games, what games do you plug in and lock on? I don't even know. Like my, 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 I've tried to think. I think most <laughs> of the earliest games I remember are like 95, so it's hard. Um, this is I'm one just year before a the title. I know it's not, which is like Future Cop LAPD. I know it's not that. Well, that's something that you just made up, so no, it isn't. That. <laughs> no, it's an actual game. I played it as a kid. Uh, I'll give you one more hint. Uh, the lock on part is is really key here. What Sega games involve lock on technology? Oh, John. John, go ahead. Is it Sonic and Knuckles? That's correct. Oh, okay, thank you. Oh, I didn't know the lock on came until like the yeah. 3D games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sonic and Knuckles was the first one. It was the first one. I, um, I thought that shit not, was crazy. Not, sorry, not the lock-on, like, jump. The the cartridge being... The, oh, yeah. The, another game. Oh, That's what that yeah, was yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's plug called, like, in. lock-on. Yeah, plug-in, lock-on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this one is for a Super Nintendo uh, RPG. As if Incan warriors, Chinese archers, and broadsword-toting knights weren't tough enough, try going one-on-one against evil spirits, vampires, and the beautiful but purely evil Mummy Queen. Get ready for the fiercest fight of your life, because if you can't survive the dangers of the past, there's no hope for the future. (laughs) That one hurt to listen to. (laughs) Uh, it sounds like there's time travel involved. Yeah. It's but a one-on-one. One-on-one? Is it a, oh. like a fighting game? It is an RPG. It's a Super Nintendo oh, RPG. Oh, 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 oh. Is it... Um, no, it can't be. Well, I mean, I might as well try it. Is it Secret of Evermore? Oh, you're so close. <laughs> Secret of Everless. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe they should Secret Shut of Everless. <laughs> Honestly, if that game did Everless, it would be better because it's just so bogged down by like all the crafting. Yeah. Stuff. Um, right era, right kind of genre as well. It is a blank of blank. I'll tell you that. Hmm. Ah. Yeah, I got nothing. These are tough. Sorry, these these are tough ones. This, no, this one this is, is good. A, I like I like a challenge. This is, but this this is for Illusion of Gaia. Oh, which is the follow up to Soul Blazer from Quintet, uh, yeah. which saw you some time to fight the Mummy Queen, I guess. Uh, okay, this one is for a peripheral. Okay, Sega peripheral. Smaller window of stuff. It could be Mommy. What are those two machines doing? They're making an arcade system, dear. I've heard this one before. I know I have. I've seen this ad. What the fuck is it? What's it called? Dega was really just obsessed with putting things in other things in the 90s. (laughs) Uh, That's what Columns is about. Yeah, I got, I got, I got nothing again on this one. It's really? Sega. 
Yeah, but like I I never really got into like the peripherals that Sega made. Well, that's good because they were bad. And they were bad, yeah. I mean, I think that's why. Hmm. If you wanted to play Virtua Fighter on a Sega Genesis, you would need this. I mean, John? Yeah. Is it a fucking, like, a joypad? No. Like an arcade stick? Maybe peripheral is, is leading you the wrong way. Oh, okay. No, it's like a... I can't think of any names, Can you but... describe it? Because then I could give you points. It's like a it's like a memory expansion slot, like a like a like you plug in a thing that adds more <laughs> horsepower to yeah. the existing thing. Yeah, the 32x. Oh. The 32x. I knew oh, there was an x. 32x. The, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, sorry. Just peripheral might have pack. expansion pack. I don't know. Um, yeah, but yeah, the I mean, ad campaign for the 32X was deranged. It was this child being like, "Mommy, what are those machines doing?" Yeah, because you you put the you put the 32X inside the Genesis. Yeah, it, yeah. So it, it's just sort of they, they're sort of encouraging you to see it as they're having sex. sex. Yeah, that's fun. Which is sex fun. Cool. That's they fun, right? Is. There's a lot of weird ads, huh? Okay, yeah. this one is for a real peripheral. Okay. Um, that it's gonna be tough, but. But you you might know what it's referring to, even if you don't know the name. Our scientists worked on top secret projects for years. Then they went nuts. It was bound to happen. All that kick butt military hardware and the government never let us play with any of it. So when they weren't looking, we took all of their top secret technology and created a video game product that makes even the crappiest games cool. Makes so even the crappiest games cool. So we're thinking of a some kind of high tech peripheral in the nineties. Is it like is it like a gun? <laughs> uh, in many ways it's the opposite of a gun. Steven? Hmm? Is it the Sega Activator? You're very close. Kiss. Uh you may remember an E3, the last E3. By which I mean the last real one. Uh, there was a similar product to this that uh, we all got emails about, and uh, I believe Nikki <laughs> tested it. <laughs> I know what you're talking about with that, but I don't know how it pertains to anything from this. Well, that wasn't a new idea. I see. This uh, existed in the '90s. Uh, John? Yeah. Is it a force feedback chair? Uh, close enough. It's the Aura Interactor. It was that okay. vest that you put on that makes you feel like you're getting punched when that's, Ryu punches you. Oh my you. god! Because that's what we all wanted back in the '90s. Yeah, I oh. want. I wanted to feel Ryu punch me. Like yeah. a butt kicker. Um, and then they someone brought that back as the Wooger born to feel thing, which was yeah, Wooger deeply unsettling. Uh, okay, this one is for a game. It's a licensed game, uh, based on a well-known. Uh, comics property. You've just been dealt a killer hand. That's the whole thing? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was like copy below that was like seven levels, eight guys <laughs> play as. But you've just been dealt a killer hand. All right. So card. Comic book. Comic book cards. I mean, is it is it X, Steven? Uh huh. Is it X Men? Ben. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. a damage throwing cards damn in it. your face. Totally. <laughs> oh damn! More All right. share. Couple more. 
A true samurai fights with dignity and honor, but that doesn't mean you have to. Oh, John? Huh? Samurai Showdown 2? Uh, it was just the first one, actually, but ah, yeah, correct. Okay, no, that's, right. that's good enough. Okay. Um, yeah, there was a, all the ad campaigns were like, Samurai, we're cool, honorable guys. But anyway, you can cut your friend's arm off in this one. <laughs> you, do, you, uh, you know, do you know why parenthood is overrated? <laughs> um, because my, I begged my mom for a year or for months to get, to get me Samurai Showdown for Christmas. Uh-huh. And she drove an hour and a half away to a place that had uh-huh. it because it was sold out everywhere. And when I got on Christmas morning, I was so happy. And I think I played it for about an hour. <laughs> and then never played <laughs> Wait, it again. Wait, was it the Sega Genesis version? Yeah, Sega Genesis. Oh, uh, well, yeah, it's not very good. Yeah. You got those little sprites, the little uh-huh. baby sprites. doesn't scale. Yep. Nope. This issue of GamePro, they review all of the versions of Samurai Showdown. And they're like, no. This I was is, so this into it. I was so yeah, excited yeah. about Samurai Showdown. Well, we all were. Yeah. Um, it's like Game Boy on steroids. <laughs> Steven? Mm-hmm. Super Game Boy? That's correct. Wow. Nintendo marketing their product by saying it's like Game Boy on steroids. <gasps> like it's on drugs. Uh, two more. Um, I realize I did post these, so does that... Does spoil them, maybe, if you remember these uh, from oh, last week. But nope. Uh, here's the first one. Strap on your bunny ears and save the world. Go ahead and laugh, bunny boy. But get it all out now, because we're talking shooter here. A blistering, mommy help me, I'm scared, Sega CD shooter. And when you've got the U.S. Navy, the Russian Army, the seven gods of good fortune, and an entire raccoon militia in your face, you'll be glad you're wearing a sexy tutu with fire engine red pumps. They'll help to distract Dr. Pond's bloodthirsty minions while you blast his fury buttocks into the stratosphere. Any idea what that is? What the hell? What this is, is how they marketed like cute shoot-em-ups to American gamers in the 90s. Yeah, it's like how Kirby games, he's smiling in Japan and he's frowning yeah. in America. Well, but they didn't they couldn't change that for this one. So they're just like, yeah, that's right. It's about a bunny girl on a cute dragon. But this it's is, hardcore. This is cool. No I know idea. I think I know what this is, but it's like I can't. <sighs> you want to describe it? No, I mean it Merritt described it. It's like a bunny girl and a dragon. Um, oh, but I'm, trying to rem- I'm trying to remember the name of the game though. I believe it's one of the most expensive Sega CD games. Uh, oh jeez. Okay. Okay, John, I think okay, I'm gonna take a shot, John. Yeah. It's like Kayo? That is correct. KO Flying Holy Squadron. Shit. Yeah, wow. you got hey. it. You got it. KO Flying hey. Squadron. You know uh, why? I, you know what's weird about um, that is that they had, this is such a weird story, but they they have a Sega CD or they had one at the Miami International Airport. And when <laughs> I when I was flying back and forth from Argentina as a kid, um, we would spend a lot of time in the Miami Airport, and they had they had a few games for Sega CD, and that was one of them. Sorry, when you said they have a Sega CD, I was just like picturing like now. Can you imagine no, if they had a Sega I, CD like now and they're like, incredible. hey, do you guys want to hang out in our lounge and play the Sega CD? Right. Like, Fuck yeah, I do. I'll be an Emerald okay, member or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, uh, last one. 
The average male reaches his sexual peak at age 17, whoa, canceled, uh, and lives to the age of 73. So what should you do in between? Uh, And then there's like a, the next page says, if it were any more realistic, you'd be picking alien brain matter out of your ground down teeth. So if you're over 17 or just looking for an alternative endorphin release, check it out. Otherwise, heat the milk to 150 degrees, pour over toast and call mommy. Peace. I'm going to take a wild- Peace is actually in the copy. Peace is actually in the copy. (laughs) But it's like a wild stab in the dark and just say alien syndrome. Uh, no, sorry. This I should have said uh, beforehand. This is for a uh, console. Oh, it's for a console. Console. Steven? sure. Is it the Jaguar? Close. <sighs> uh, John. Yes. The three DO. That's correct. It is All the right. 3DO. Because there were two ways to sell people things in the nineties. Uh, you could either be like, it's like sex, or you could say, um, you're a pussy if you don't play this. <laughs> or yeah. both. Or both. Or both. Yeah. yeah, the 3DO was really out here telling people, like, put your baby toys in the trash. Get a 3DO. <laughs> and of course, we all did. And We um, all got, we all, and you know what? I don't know anyone that didn't have a 3DO. No, yeah, who didn't? Everyone this country had one. was filthy with 3DOs. This, we built this city on 3DOs. Um, You've got Road Rash, you got Gex. Uh, Those are the two, three, yeah, the three 3 3DO games. That's what it stood for. <laughs> 3DO, three games. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, how much would this cost me to buy a 3DO today? Let's find out. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I should put more respect on Mad Dog 2, The Lost Gold. Oh, yeah. you. That's important uh 3do will go for about 150 to 200 dollars today oh wow <laughs> that's really funny to me that in the era of overinflated video game uh-huh. prices and like old console stuff it's cheaper now than it was then by a it's, factor uh-huh. of like five I, yeah i was about to say it, no, one fucking wants. i will say um the games are uh more expensive, but they just made a lot of these that that no one really sold, I guess. So yeah, um, and also like I think like three or four different companies made them too. Like there was a Panasonic one, and then I think there were like a bunch of others. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I might be thinking of the 3DI. I always get those confused. But um, we wish the Panasonic uh, 3DO the best. And uh, I'm just gonna tally up the score here. And uh, John, it looks like John is once again the winner oh, of wow. Uh, wow. this one. Uh, and uh, we're going to have to like institute some kind of rule. You know, on Jeopardy, when someone starts doing too well, they just sabotage them and they don't talk about that, but like, they, don't they talk do. talk about it. Yeah. I, I, think I'm, I, think I'm, I think I'm hitting 80% on my appearances. Wow. wow. Yeah, that's true. Steven. Um, they just sort of dose them with uh, weed cookies. Oh. So they don't answer as good. Um, I'm going to do that to John. You got to be oh, careful okay. about that, though. Oh. You don't want him to get into, like, a flow state and actually start answering oh, better. Oh, that's true. That yeah, is that's true. true. <laughs> um, yeah, that can happen. So, uh, John, your prize is... Um, I will play... So I'm doing an 
all request episode of the retro stream, retro landfill, before okay. it goes on vacation for oh, Elden Ring. Wow. And uh, I will play a game of your choice on that stream. You don't have to tell me now. You can think about it. But, uh, that, but that will be the prize that I will play. Uh, I'm guessing probably not a very good game that you're going to pick. Uh, but who knows? Maybe maybe it will be. But mm, No, I already know what I want you to play. I want you oh, to you play, do? Yeah, I want you to play Bug on Sega Saturn. <sighs> Terrible. Well, okay. But, Is it different from Bugdom? Yes. Yeah, Bug is... I actually... Can I tell you something disgusting? I actually have played Bug before. Oh, I, I, that's fine. I've, uh, I've played. I've, I've beaten yeah. it six times. Before. I remember a friend of mine rented a Sega Saturn when we were kids, and uh, I played Bug and was like, "This doesn't seem like worth another box. This seems like it could be on the Sega." Um, but Bug, it was their attempt to create a new mascot. Yeah, because they just had no Sonic. Because on... they had no Sonic, and they're yeah. like, "What if we had a little Bug with a kind of festive little Tuckus?" Yeah, um, it's a perfectly sculpted ass with a stinger, and then when he jumps on someone, he goes like, "Eat, eat brains, Bucko," or like whatever. Um, well, it's it's yeah, it's great. But yeah, well, that's so, what you're gonna play. Uh, so next week, I'll be playing some bug. So uh, I'm excited. You can all look forward to that. Uh, thanks for listening to our show. If you liked it, please tell a friend, or rate and review us on iTunes or whatever app you use uh, that supports rating and reviewing. Zoom music. Uh, let's please like us on Zoom. Please, uh, please share. Please re-Zoom on your Zoom. Give us a yeah on the Nintendo Miiverse. Yeah, on the Miiverse uh, in Mitomo. Just say one of your interests is uh, Channel F. Uh, when they bring that back, definitely gonna bring that back. Uh, or just tweet about it. That would be cool too. Last uh, last week or like the week before. Some people were like asking for games podcast recommendations, and I saw a lot of people being like, "You should listen to fan bite shows," and that was really cool. That and was that's so how, cool. That's how it works. This that's how it works. Like that's how more people hear about it. That's how more yeah. people listen to it. It's legitimately, the best way you can support us right is. now is yeah. uh, just if telling like, people. I people always come up to me on the street and they're like, "Merritt, how can I support fan bite? Take my money!" And they throw cash at me. They throw jewels, mm-hmm. and I say, "Thank you." But what you really could do is just tweet. I don't need your your gems or your right. um, doubloons. You can keep those. Uh, keep those to pay you for your uh, pet hedgehogs cleaning uh, when you have to take them to the sink and then have a vet clean them with a toothbrush or whatever. Um, what am I even saying? I don't know. Um, <laughs> we're going to wrap up because I'm gone peculiar. So, hi. Uh, you can follow us online at Fanbyte Media. Uh, Stephen is at Stephen Strom. Dylan is at Squiblon. John is at Floppy Adult. And our producer, Jordan, is at Jordan underscore Mallory. And until next time, keep that dial tuned to Channel F. Bye.